Hello guys and welcome to another episode of our podcast in Mindsight. Today is always going to be a very interesting episode. We're going to let our second brains take over and kind of design today's episode. Um, maybe for all of those who do not know what a second brain is, it's basically an external, mostly digital system where you can put all your ideas, all your goals and to-dos and whatever uh, in there and have an organized system for them so that you can use your brain power more efficiently. You can use it to actually come up with ideas rather than storing them. And it's just overall a very life-changing way to approach things. Um, yeah, is there anything you want to add to that um, random definition of a second brain, Elias? Yeah, man, when you when you said that we want to let our second brains take over, it sounded a bit like we want to go brain dead on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, not much, man. It's nice right. to be on another episode. So for sure. <laughs> Great to I, have I you suppose. Back. Yeah. Um maybe let's It was a nice description, no worries. <laughs> all right, all right. Maybe let's talk about our very eventful weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Wanna start? Want me to start out right away. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, since the last recording, man, I I finished like all of my exams finally for this semester that means i'm more or less free <laughs> and since then i did a bit of partying um obviously has to be done man after finishing so that was quite cool because there were many international physics students and i could try out my spanish like for the first time with a real like uh, person from honduras <laughs> very cool <So> that <laughs> That's was cool. great yeah yeah and he said, yeah, it was, was quite nice. I mean, with more practice, I'd, I'd be able to speak faster than what I was able to. But it worked out better than I expected. So Duolingo is the way to go, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Even though you don't have the, the language practice that much. But other than that, yeah, um, lab internship again, or like lab courses again taking place. So... That that's okay during the holidays, not during the semester. There, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm trying to very much enjoy my free time a bit more now and relax. What about you, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. About me, well, the last few days have been full of planning and administrative work, not only for university but also for um, our little holiday vacation which will start this week on Saturday, Ooh. officially. Um, yeah, I just I just like to have a plan prepared, you know, where we want to go, when we will visit what, mm. <laughs> and who, and all that. Otherwise, you just lie around uselessly, yes. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. It, th this time, it's actually going to be very uh, eventful. I don't think I will have mm -hmm. um, much time to relax in the typical sense as in just laying around okay. on the beach although there will also be time for that of course we're gonna go to the beach and all that but um probably like 80 percent of this year's vacation is gonna be just full of uh road trips and visiting cities mm -hmm. and visiting relatives and friends and all that so it's gonna be pretty busy very awesome man so, so so no far, time for podcast recording <laughs> oh no no i can i can make time for that as always, okay, it's, very cool. it's making time for the things we enjoy and for the things that are important nice. to that us. Could be, that so. could be out of your second brain, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Other than that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just a lot of admin planning. And, oh, yeah, actually, on Friday, so two days ago, um, I signed the contract for my new apartment in Munich. Um, nice, so man. now it's official. Congrats. Congrats. It's very nice, yeah. Thanks to you, man. I had great <laughs> luck with that apartment. Yes, man. Um, Networking and knowing people. That's all it is about. For sure. Otherwise, it's hard. <laughs> Definitely. Especially Munich, man. I'm really yeah. happy I found that apartment. Now it's official. 
I'm going to move there in September when we are back from vacation and really looking, looking forward to it, man. Can't wait. Yeah. Which, which, which part of Munich is it in for all the listeners to visit you one day? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it's right next to um, the famous Theresienwiese, you know, where oh, yeah, okay. it's like 200 meters That's from, not... from there. So it's really central. Um, it's quite good. And yeah. You can reach not... uni rather quickly. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. It's a great spot. Um, pretty clean. A lot of... Um, Oh, how are they called? It's easy for you know grocery shopping and all that. And mm. given that there's the Theresienwiese, yeah, it's funny nice. at the end of September and beginning of October, right? Oh, <laughs> for sure. Is, is there actually going to be an Oktoberfest this year? Do you know? Yeah, that? I know. There is none yet. Okay. Cool. But uh, stuff will be spread uh, about Munich uh, a bit. But no, like, big central thing, I suppose. Right. Okay. We'll see. Anyways, it's a great spot. Great apartment. Uh, very nice guy from your consulting mm -hmm. there. Very cool. Um, yeah, t t tell me if you need help with moving in or something. <laughs> Doing a bit sure. of sports. <laughs> Working on that biceps. <laughs> mm. Always, man. Always. <laughs> well, there's actually not going to be those equations are do. going hard on my biceps, you know. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it's actually not going to be um, too stressful moving in because he's going to leave most of the stuff. So I only have to buy like a mattress oh, and cool, cool. get my clothes and all that um, because the rest is taken care of. So that's great. Yeah, mm. man. Really happy, looking forward to it. Can't wait to start uni. Yeah, looking <laughs> forward to having you here, man. And I'm, sh I'm sure there will be great party opportunities or something. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah. Alrighty, let's start with our second brain, shall we? Yeah, sure, definitely. Maybe, maybe to explain what we're actually going to do. So... Um, as I explained before, what the second brain is, we're basically just going to pick random thoughts and notes we took either from books or podcasts or articles or just random thoughts that popped into our head that we put into our second brains. And we're going to just choose one at a time and discuss those ideas or um, the things we've noted down or whatever it's called. Um, and just let it run freely see where we end up what we end up discussing and yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah with that do you already want to start out do you have something you want to share <laughs> nice thought hmm. let's see let's see let's see let's see yeah actually there's one interesting thing i i think i came up with i'm not sure um <laughs> i just i just wrote walk around contently with an inner smile and that sounds so incredibly cheesy Ooh. maybe but also I with an that, outer smile i mean yeah maybe if if there's energy for that but <laughs> um what i've noticed is <laughs> then you that you look like a creep <laughs> <laughs> what i've noticed is that i uh, tend to take life in general a little bit too seriously in some aspects and I tend to kind of walk around very, you know, very serious, very focused and uh, kind of have this resting bitch face Worried on me. about the future. Exactly. Just constantly <laughs> planning and thinking and all that. And I've noticed whenever I just kind of force myself to approach things uh, with kind of this inner smile or just very in a content way, um, suddenly everything just is much less stressful and works out better and i'm i'm also less stressed and don't feel the pressure that much and that has really helped i mean it's it's a nice way to approach life i think there's actually a book quote related to this which is like approach life sincerely not seriously or something like that mm -hmm. um so i kind of Man, discovered that those and quotes really are going hard today <laughs> The reason yeah. really resonated with me. You know, the thing is, just by actually, like, physically smiling, you also become, like, happier. 
because yeah. the brain thinks, ah, he, he's smiling. There must be something good going on in his life. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's uh, emit those uh, endorphins or whatever they're called. Yeah. You know what I did, um, especially in the last two years of high school? I always kind of forced myself before exams to kind of have a joke and laugh with other people and um, mm -hmm. just be like a little clown before the exam starts. Uh, just because it really made me feel good and kind of took off the pressure mm -hmm. and I could focus way better rather than me kind of approaching it very seriously and, you know, being all in my head and thinking of all the things that could go wrong and all that. I just went in there and was like, hey, man, this is going to be Funny. fun. I I completely tackled that issue differently, I think, or also at, uh, at those times with my exams because... I very much think that this is very distracting to have a chit-chat with other people and they bringing up stupid topics that I didn't learn for yet or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> or I forgot yeah. to learn for so. Um, yeah, uh, what I'm doing is kind of staying calm, staying in my head, kind of this meditating uh, calmness to just relax and be in the moment. And don't try to distract from the exam with um, joking around with other people. I, I I feel that works better for me. But if that takes yeah. the pressure <laughs> off of you. <laughs> yeah, kinda, I don't know. It was interesting. Because when I was younger, I certainly approached it rather the way you did. But mm -hmm. as I said, in the last two years of high school, I just started uh, approaching things much less seriously. And was way more chill about stuff. And therefore, before exams, I was just really, I was the happiest. Like before exams, I was just joking around and talking about, not necessarily about the exam and what's going to come, come up and all that, because as you said, that's probably just going to distract you and <laughs> make you feel like you didn't actually study enough. But just generally joking with people and talking about some random stuff and just uh, kind of getting your mind off of things. Um I don't know, just, just really helped me. And that's also what I try to do now in when I have big things coming up or things I really care about or that I know are important. I just kind of try to force myself to approach it with a sense of, um, yeah, as I said, with a sense of content, with this inner smile or whatever, um, not taking it all too seriously. And that's usually when it works out because I feel like people generally, when they take stuff way too seriously you kind of get all cramped up and paralyzed because you think oh that's such an important thing and if i mess this up it's going to be terrible and all that and i'm like yeah whatever happens happens man i i i prepared myself i studied or whatever um if it's going to work out great if not not i'm going to give it my best i'm going to try to stay calm and focused if it doesn't work out it doesn't you know i just try to kind of <laughs> take the pressure off a bit yeah, I mean, you you need to be mm, kind of the manager of your feelings there. <laughs> because if you really let yourself be overwhelmed by all the pressure and stuff, then I think the calmness method that I suggested is not the right approach. Um, but if you just uh, want to calm down and relax and be in the moment, then I think, yeah, as I said, that might be the better one. Yeah, I guess. I guess let's move on to another point, sure. no? Um, okay, one thing I stumbled upon a few months ago was the power of the personal constitution. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, first of all, what is a personal constitution? It's kind of like, um, kind of like a constitution for a state that you are writing for yourself with all of your basic principles that you want to follow in life. And the thing is, if you settle down all of those basic uh, principles, which you obviously have to think about a lot, like what do you value in life? What uh, do you want to stand up for? Um, then that makes the decision process finding, uh, the decision finding process that we're on, <laughs> um, a lot um, more straightforward. Once you define your principles and what you what you want to stand behind, and obviously yeah. yes, uh, you can't keep that for the whole rest of your life. It must be like a dynamic uh, system that you need to update with uh, 
yeah, uh, new ideas and whatever you come across <laughs> during your lifetime. But I think, nevertheless, it's a nice idea to really, yeah, ask yourself what, what am, what am I? What am I standing for? And it's it's from it's from a book called like the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I think. And it it, it was very nice for me back in time to to just figure that out a bit. For sure. Yeah, yeah, that's important. I think, especially in kind of today's age where we can easily compare ourselves to, you know, people we have never met and all that, just as I uh, once talked about to you, to um, a random guy from, uh, from, from the US who graduated Harvard um, in like the top of his class and also uh, was a serial entrepreneur and had an own investing firm and was on national TV and now works at Google and all that stuff. It's very easy to kind of compare yourself to those people and to turn their ambitions into your own, which obviously is a problem, which shouldn't happen, but it, it can happen really easily because you see all those people with their success and money or fame or whatever and you're like, yeah, I want that too. I want to be famous. I want to be rich. I want to be successful in academia. Mm. I want to work at Google and all that. And I mean, those are great <laughs> ambitions to some extent. But if you don't actually know what you value most, it's going to be very hard for you to decide when you're at a, how is this called? A cross path, is it? Um, um, we're not sure. Yeah, some split. Yeah, I don't know. I think people know what you mean. Like, yeah. where if you're a, in a position where you basically have to decide between yeah we basically have to decide between different options that maybe are equally important to you or at least that's what you're in the road the <laughs> yeah <A> bifurcation <laughs> yeah sure whatever <laughs> and then you know it's going to be very hard for you if you don't actually know what you value and what's important to you and yeah for sure man i actually um have to work on that too more more consciously to figure out what i actually want and what's actually important to me and not only that but yes. also what is just objectively more important than let's say fame or money you know i'm talking mm -hmm. about relationships with other people your family friends all those things are just kind of universally um considered to be very important for your like overall 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 happiness uh there have actually been so many studies about that uh where i think most studies actually lead to the conclusion that healthy relationships uh with your partner with your children with your parents and all that are actually the number one source of happiness or unhappiness for that matter so kind of really focusing on those big things that are actually going to make you happy and content is really important. And I still have to work on that. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you met, you know, uh, work never ends on those aspects, to be honest. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a constant, constant struggle to figure things out, man. Sure. <laughs> do, do you think a personal constitution would also be something for you or did you do something similar? No, as I said, I, I mean, I kind of, thought for a long time that i know what is important to me and therefore i don't mm -hmm. actually have to write it down but over the last few months especially when you talked about your personal constitution i realized that okay man i i'm not sure if i actually know what is important to me and what i actually value so <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i think uh yeah i think it, it would be a good step to actually make the effort to think about it consciously and to write it down and kind of organize it Mm, yeah, mm. for sure. I, I I have to do that. Sounds like a good approach to life and values nice and all that. Yeah, if you want, I can find out the exact exact chapter of the book and send you a screenshot with his instructions. Um, Sounds great, man. Where I got it from. Nice, That'd be great. Then let's, let's move on. I suppose. I have. Right? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. see okay yeah um again that's very personal in a way uh, i don't know if 
if it applies to a lot of people, but it just really um, was a quite important mind mindset shift for me, uh, which is that I wrote down, you got to take it slower. Your mind is on overdrive all the time. <laughs> and mm. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm going to explain it because I don't know if it's very applicable to nowadays. Sure. But I think what I've noticed about me is that um, I wouldn't say I spent all that much time in my head. I think I've learned to kind of manage that and to be more in the moment, more present, although it has been a struggle. But I've noticed that usually um, also like my external movements and the way I think about things is very, um, yeah, as I said, on overdrive all the time. It's very... Um, on 4x speed and I try to kind of rush through certain things I know I can do faster than you know others or whatever and through that rushing and trying to do things as fast as possible what usually happens is that I get unnecessarily stressed or I feel a certain mm -hmm. pressure that only comes from within from no other outside source just from me because I'm forcing myself to do things more quickly than they actually need to be done and also when i think about problems or ideas or planning all that i often find myself thinking too fast <laughs> in a way <laughs> um which again leads to the same problem it leads to me being stressed and kind of not having a clear um thought out plan it's more like sometimes more like random bursts of energy and kind of combined with uh, improvisation and I don't know so <laughs> I've noticed that it's a problem that I have to work on and also when it comes to my external movements because as you know I told you that I uh, invested in a camera and I Ooh. kind of started did you? to I think I, 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 I think you didn't tell me actually <laughs> I think I did I did tell you that I invested in a new camera like, when when did you do that <laughs> uh two months ago i think okay Something then it like might that. be my fault for forgetting <laughs> anyways so i did invest in one and kind mm -hmm. of uh just out of curiosity um filmed myself just talking randomly about stuff uh, because i've noticed when i filmed myself for the a levels when i ah, was that one now yeah now i get it yeah yeah mm -hmm. When I was studying for A-levels and I was recording myself with like the webcam of my laptop, I noticed a lot of um, strange tics uh, about mm -hmm. like my face and expressions and all that. And I've been actually actively working on them. And I was like, let's see how, how that has improved. And I was um, kind of filming myself talking and all that. And I've noticed again, some weird tics I have uh, or weird uh -huh. expressions I do. And I've noticed especially that when it comes to, for example, hand movements and all that, or also to the way I move my head, like those little things, uh, I move <laughs> very quickly sometimes and move like I'm constantly on a rush. Um, like so jumping from one to, foot to the next. That also, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's also <laughs> true. Uh, but also when it comes to like my external expressions on my face and with my hands and all that, I tend to mm -hmm. move quickly for some reason which makes yeah. me look like I'm uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so I kind of... Yeah, for talks, it's much better more. if you are like that calm and uh, very confident person that also yeah. takes, takes their time and not rush through it, yeah. Yeah, so I've been trying to work on that and all that. So that's why this quote really resonates with me, to take it more slowly, because mm -hmm. I think maybe that's true for many people, that their minds is kind of, are kind of on overdrive, all the time and yes. you just have to kind yes. of make a conscious effort to step back take it a little more chill and approach it more calmly so so it's mainly about stress for you there or is it also about quality of work or mm, yeah i think stress and pressure are big ones stress and pressure okay yeah, yeah. um why why do you get into into that habits of um yeah, over overdoing yourself a bit. <laughs> I think when I started to Can you identify to get, a reason there? Yeah, yeah, I think when I started to get into the productivity stuff, which... Oh, yes, um, that's like the biggest risk. 
exactly of, of the ironically happened so. uh, at the start of like the last two years of high school i uh, noticed so what i w- what i would try to do is i would try to maximize every single second of my day i'm talking mm. from the moment Becoming i woke up Exactly. Every single second was planned out in my calendar for some time or, you know, oh, good I, old I, calendar would try, I would try even my head and sometimes that's that still happens. Um, but even my head, like I would only walk as many steps as necessary to get me to point A to B, not one more. Um, and mm-hmm. st- just just stupid stuff like that, just completely overboard. Brand completely on efficiency. <laughs> yeah, and I was yes, just rushing all so. the time and trying to have the perfect system for everything and optimize mm-hmm. every single second. And it, it it was just getting ridiculous. And I noticed that I was getting I was getting burnt out rather quickly. And I w- wasn't yeah. actually enjoying my days. You know, I was dreading them. And in the evening, I would usually be really tired and stressed out and feel all <laughs> the pressure to, to keep the streak going of having a perfectly organized, efficient day. And yeah, and I think I slowly started to notice, okay, maybe I'm going overboard here. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Let's let's take, take a step back and um, reorganize this. Yeah, man. I I think I can relate to that feeling. Like whenever I'm really stressed out and have to do a lot of tasks every day, like my brain turns very mushy, (laughs) if you can um, say it like that. And um, what I notice is like a quick meditation session to just relax and come back into the moment. That's like helping out so much. So uh, if someone out there is also feeling the same way, then might might be worth a try like yeah obviously in mainstream meditation blah blah stuff uh, <laughs> don't do it because you want to appear productive do it because you want to actually uh yeah achieve something with it like coming back into the moment being relaxed getting uh some time off of of all your responsibilities and pressure and i think that really helped me out yeah yeah for sure. And I ha- still have to incorporate it even more because it's just so 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 useful, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, actually I I don't think I ever tried meditation for more than <laughs> a few weeks maybe. Mm-hmm. Um but again it was kind of th- this impatient uh nature I had or still have sometimes and kind of this rushing through things. That I couldn't yeah. uh, really relax and couldn't really. Um, I mean, of course, there are different types of meditation, but what I was trying to do, and which I think is maybe a good way to start if you've never done it, is kind of this kind of meditation where you focus just on your breathing and try to just let thoughts go and all that and uh, be non judgmental about the things you think and where your mind wanders and all that. And I really, I really struggled with that because I was constantly like, oh no, I'm I'm wasting 10 minutes of my day, not actually doing anything. That means I'm never going to be successful. And, you know, just Wait, really? stupid really? stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was extreme. I think no, also I'm just constantly hating on myself because I can't find a focus to just think nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When that happens, yeah. I think a big problem I generally have is that usually I tend to go to the extremes with whatever I do. Mm. And with this proactivity thing, I I was in one extreme at the beginning where I was just optimizing every single minute and getting burned out and hating my life. Then I had other extremes where I wasn't doing anything because I just didn't care about anything anymore. Um, Or I was just like, yeah, I'm going to manage to do the stuff I want to do anyway somehow. And I think now especially over the last like one and a half years, I've kind of found my balance and starting to get to know my brain a bit more and how it works and all that. But yeah, that's, that's kind of a problem I have. I like to work at extremes. (laughs) Yeah, but that's, that's good to hear. I mean, one method to kind of find balance is to try out both extremes first and, (laughs) and then figure out the middle path. So good to hear that you're getting closer to it right nice 
how how is it for you though are you also the type of person who <clears throat> works at the extremes first and then figures out the middle ground or how is it for you um a lot of times uh when i also started out with whole self-improvement scheme <laughs> um yeah i mean i was also um subject to calendar blocking and uh trying to optimize every single minute um but like with time with experience the more more things you read about and get into and try out um The more you notice that, okay, no, uh, if I continue it like that, it will lead to some kind of burnout or um, will not be, it will not be as effective as it could be. And you kind of can see what more or less the optimum path is. The rest is still up for experimenting. Um, but I guess, yeah, it's, it's, it's a process of trial and error. as <laughs> a, a lot of things, right? For sure. Yeah. Like for calendar blocking, I noticed no man that's uh, like at the beginning. Yeah, it worked out greatly, though. Um, if you actually really use every single minute of your day for something, um, it feels like somebody else is planning it for you. You're just a machine and uh, doing all of the tasks. <laughs> and to to overcome that, uh, you actually need to get a bit more randomness into your calendar. I mean. Planning out your main events and making them fixed is still a very good concept of calendar blocking. Um, like all of your all of your um, appointments that really need to be done and can't be shifted, or uh, sports which you wanted to do somewhere in the week. If you make that a fixed appointment that can't be moved, then that's a very good thing to do. Um, But whenever you're planning out your whole life in a calendar, then not only does uh, Zuckerberg uh, really like to like your data there, um, <laughs> also you're you're kind of becoming a robot, and uh, in that sense, like on on, yeah. on a daily basis. And I really didn't like that, so I, I focus myself only on the main events that that I really want to do and that are undebatable, so to speak. And that's that's kind of the middle ground I found, and. Yeah, from from that story, I think you have to abstract it to like all the other crazy productivity st uh, things out there. <laughs> For sure, yeah. <laughs> like ten push-ups after you go to the <laughs> toilet, or <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's also been a thing with like uh, sports and going to the gym and all that. In the beginning, mm. I was obsessed and thought that I I'd have to work out six to seven days a week, <laughs> 40 hours um, a day yeah ding, ding. <laughs> 40 hours a day exactly but yeah mm -hmm. as you said it's just experience a lot of trial and error and i think the one of the most important things that i've noticed over the years and that was very hard for me to actually accept is that don't judge yourself too much that's yeah. that's a hard one like uh, i think jordan peterson um this you know clinical psychologist and all that um talks about in his book 12 uh, i think that life. was uh, Sig sigmund freud but <laughs> and wait 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 no he said that you should I think no 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 was, king of should... psychologists you said right no i said uh, cl clinical not king ah clinical oh sorry <laughs> right <laughs> king of psychologists yeah, yeah. <laughs> right um He said in his book, 12 Rules for Life, that you should take care of yourself the way you would take care of a person you love or a person you are responsible for helping. And yeah. we tend to forget that about ourselves. Like with other people, we are way more gentle and way more tolerant and accepting and all that. And for some reason with ourselves, usually we tend to really judge harshly and... um kind of uh, talk very critical about what we do and how we do it and all that and what really helps is actually to imagine that you are some other person you have to take care of and kind of be a little mm -hmm. more gentle a little more understanding and all that yes that yes. really helps but it's hard to accept i mean for for me that advice actually yeah applies because if i mess something up then also 10 years in the future i will be lying in, in bed and my brain will be like hey guy Do you remember? Do you remember the time 10 years ago where you messed up? <laughs> yeah. And I would be like, oh man, no. <laughs> not again. Um, not again. 
now I have to constantly <laughs> hate myself for the rest of the sleep now. Um, but for other people, I'd say um, it's very much the other way around because they they um, accuse other people, that's the word, instead of them, themselves, right? For sure. So you need, you need to know which, which kind of character type you are. But in general, yes, sure, um, be, be forgiving to yourself. But also don't be forgiving too easily. <laughs> That's true. Right. Yeah. Find the balance, cool. guys. Try and yeah. error. Experience. What what I also of that. what I also found out like about um habits and, and all of that stuff. Um because we were talking about you you wanted to work out <laughs> like the rock. Um yeah. I think um less is usually more. Like the typical mini habits uh, slogan. <laughs> um, Definitely. If you do less, but consistently, then it's uh, in the long term you will have done more than uh, just the first week or so, where you really put yourself into the thing, got the beginner bonus uh, motivation, and then you dropped the, the whole thing, the whole I don't know working out thing, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think that that's and we did an episode in in the early days of the podcast about that yeah, about 30 years episodes resolution ago. <laughs> yeah where we talked about exactly that well, the people it's a long time who ago. really believe in that tend to have this beginning motivational burst and think mm. yeah man I'm I'm this year is going to be my year and I'm going to work out 7 days a week or whatever and maybe that you can keep it yeah. up for like 2 weeks and after that just everything falls apart and then they judge themselves mm. and hate on themselves and why am i like this and why doesn't it work out and blah 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 it's take it easy one step at a time i know it's very tempting to do everything at once and to exaggerate and to you know kind of give it 120 percent from the very beginning but trust <laughs> me it doesn't it doesn't work like that usually yeah, you should you shouldn't be a sprinter when it comes to learning. You should be a marathon runner, right? Exactly. Nicely put. <laughs> yeah, the podcast was our New Year's resolution, right? And by consistently investing like two to three hours a week, um, we got here already, man. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, nice. and I'm still as motivated as at the beginning, kind of. Yeah, same. I, I feel like we've kept kind of the motivation at a very constant level which is good that's cool yeah <laughs> and all the listeners out there are now thinking man those two guys it's just so boring they are not they are not convinced of what they're saying man <laughs> well to all of those people i can just say a is enough for the win yeah i, I want to <laughs> curse but I'm, I'm actually gonna hold back and spread love and say Go oh man, so boring. Yourself. He doesn't even stand up for himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Anyways, let's <laughs> let's let's see what what else do you have in your second brain? What else do I have in my second brain? Ooh, man, the power of window markers. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, I got I got gifted like window markers a few months ago, and I felt like yeah, they, they were something really nice for me. Um, because usually we work at our desk, like in our crunched uh, or hunched position, that's the word. And getting up from your desk and being able to write on your window some ideas um, is first of all very good for your back, and second of all, um, it's kind of the first thing you see when you wake up, right? like looking out of the window or some stuff. And what if you write some productivity-related stuff there, like what, what's the most important task you want to fulfill today, uh, for example. Um, or just a general reminder of, uh, okay, I, I don't know, like your task list, uh, or you want to do 10 push-ups today or whatever. Then that really helps me out to, sure. to kind of stick to it. It looks a bit psychopathic from the outside, maybe, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it looks especially cool if you write like uh, your physics homework on there. Yeah, <laughs> or there's some Einstein studying there. 
He must be a no, genius. No, there's some, some weird idiot studying that problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mm. I, I really enjoyed them. It's kind of also going into the whole theme of having separate workspaces, like maybe one digitally, one analog, um, one creative, one work-related, whatever. It's, yeah. it's kind of nice to have like different sections for different stuff to get into to get your brain into the mood of thinking um that you want to relate to the different work sections like in a creative setting if you always do your work on like your messy creative creativity desk then just by sitting down there putting your phone away and all other distractions your brain already gets gets in the mood of figuring out something new right yeah man that sounds like a great investment actually I think I'm, I'm going to buy myself yeah. some window markers. Yeah, they're, so, they're quite cheap, so I think. Very nice. so. Yeah, <laughs> quite nice. Can't wait to test them out and write down some productivity stuff. Just jot right on your wall, no? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, I'm going to get kicked out. And I don't want that because yeah. the apartment is actually nice. <laughs> right. Mm. Let's see. What else do we have? Mm. okay related to what we've been talking about about kind of people having this motivational burst in the beginning of trying new stuff and all that which usually usually fades after a very short amount of time um what i've been trying to do is to compress this motivational energy in the beginning and turn mm -hmm. it into long-term focused energy. That's why I, what I called it. Um, man, that sounds awesome. How are, how are you approaching that, man? So basically, whenever I've been starting something new, discovering a new hobby I could try out or whatever, um, and given that I know that in the beginning I'm probably going to be very motivated to try it out and to do it and to spend uh, 12 hours per day trying that new thing, what I've been trying to do is force myself, especially in the beginning for like the first two, three weeks, whatever, to do just a little bit every day and to focus on building mm -hmm. a habit rather than spending 12 hours per day for five days and then burn out or not wanting to do yes. it anymore. And so basically I'm focusing on turning it into a more long-term um, motivation rather than focusing so much on the short-term burst that I have. And yeah, it's been working out great. I think also with the podcast, that's basically what we did, right? Uh, I'm sure we were yeah, yeah. very motivated. Not 10 episodes beginning. the first week, right? <laughs> yeah, but now we've kind of turned it into a habit and we've been consistent with it and now it's just as enjoyable as in the beginning and that's great yeah that's actually a very cool principle did you come up with that yourself or well i'm sure that yeah, probably some... someone has talked about it but yeah basically my thought mm. there no that's actually quite good because if if you restrict yourself especially in the beginning to just i don't know like half an hour or one hour in the beginning of, of your thing, then obviously you still have that beginner motivation and it carries over to the next day because you're like, oh man, that was so cool right now. I want to do it again. And you're like this little child waiting for Christmas, uh, yeah. <laughs> wanting to enact uh, your, your new hobby. And like that, yeah, I can imagine you can really build yourself uh, a, ni a nice habit there. I, I remember that. I remember that. The, <laughs> what, what did you try it out on? already is there anything um any well experience with it the, we could count the podcast although i'm i'm not sure mm. if we were that conscious about it we just did it because unconsciously right, I, think. I think yes it did worked out quite well that way yeah um other than that i think also with like uh, the internship actually which was you know this new thing and i'm finally doing an internship and all that and in mm -hmm. the beginning i was definitely very tempted to spent my entire day working on projects and kind of being the best in this that internship and being so good that they're gonna offer me a job right after the internship ends and all that you know <laughs> and kind of focusing on actually being consistent with it and doing a little bit every day and um, producing quality work and all that and not burning out in the first few days um, 
that's been a quite important uh, event. Other than that, mm, yeah, I think that's actually what comes to mind first right now. I'm sure there are other things. Uh, ah, right. Also, something as simple as reading books. Um, I've kind of tried to apply that because usually when I start a new book, I'm very tempted to spend six hours in the first day uh, trying to read as much as I can. So what I've been trying to do is kind of force myself to limit it in the first few days um, so that I can actually keep up mm -hmm. a consistent streak rather than two days where I burn myself out because I've been reading uh, eight hours per day, whatever, and not doing much stuff other than reading. <laughs> yeah, those those little things I've noticed that it, it really helps and it makes it makes trying out new stuff way more effective. Yes, yes. Long-term investment, right, yeah. No. Cool, cool thing, man. I think I need to note it down as well. Yeah. It's something that goes in there right now then. <laughs> awesome. Then. What do you have for us? What do we have in store? Okay. Um, nice. Um, <laughs> okay. I had the thought of... Um, I think there's also a book out there right now about that, which I discovered later. Um, but actually, um, what I thought to myself is you can actually describe your life very much with math mathematics and physics. Um, okay. In the sense of, let me give you an example. It, it's just a nice thought here. Um, okay, you remember Newton's first law, right? Objects yeah. in motion tend to stay in motion. Objects at rest tend to stay at rest. Um and it's the same with building habits. Like it's easier to achieve something over a long period of time, um, more or less than than immediately. Like if you stay in motion, uh, or if you slowly accelerate, <laughs> uh, what we basically just talked about, um, it, it's it's much easier than trying to pull it off in in one day. And that's kind of yeah, this this physical, this mathematical uh, principle underlying it. Which I which I find funny, which you can apply for it. Or um, if you think about um, happiness or something else, the benefits of something else in your life, um, and you see, okay, at times this can be positive, at times this can be negative. Um, now I'm certain not all viewers out there are familiar with the concept of integration, like the mathematical integration, but. Um, the, the analogy goes like this, okay, if you integrate um, over your whole lifetime, basically, the happiness you have, <laughs> then the total area you get out is kind of what, what you get out of this habit or whatever you want to try out, um, whether it's positive or negative. <laughs> Integration is right. kind of summing up the positives and negatives um, over, over time. And, and in that sense, you can very much simplify uh, decision-making processes or wh whatever else whatever else we want to find an analogy for and I, I find it funny that so many mathematical concepts kind of also describe parts of our everyday life now that's yeah. obviously the nerd speaking for myself but <laughs> <laughs> no no but it's very very interesting and very true I mean isn't there isn't there the saying that mathematics is the language of the universe and music is the language of the soul or of the heart something like that very much possible i think i heard it yes also yeah mm. it's, it's very true i mean i i kind of <laughs> lack in the mathematical aspect but but yeah um, i mean no worries <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless you know like true. on on all those parties i was at recently or in general whenever i'm hanging out with physicists um man those people are so nerdy. They find physical applications for uh, or physics. They apply to basically everything to just make a stupid joke. And I'm also part of that. <laughs> <laughs> but that, there you can see that, man, you, you can apply it to so many things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like... Well, well. I feel like sometimes I'm thinking about how, for example, we could teach mathematics differently at school differently, especially. Mm -hmm. 
And I think if we would approach it more, a little more philosophically, as you just did, mm-hmm. I think it would be way more, way more appreciated and therefore easier for students to actually understand and get motivation for yes, yes because most students you know it's a typical saying that yeah i'm not a, i'm never gonna need uh integrals in my life um <laughs> and it's like yeah yes, yes. Um, you know m- maybe not but you know there's actually look there's an interesting application to it oh look we could actually discuss this concept a little more philosophically and then suddenly I I guess mm. students would be a lot more interested in actually studying mathematics or investing a little more time in school actually understanding those concepts because you know maybe they can't be applied exactly to your life but nevertheless they can be mm. very interesting if you think about them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a nice thought. Um I mean it's a bit pseudo mathematical here right now but um <laughs> If it's one concept that helps you out to understand yourself or the life better, then um, sure, why not go ahead? Uh, I mean, the the most criticism I usually hear about uh, studying maths or uh, learning it is like, okay, man, why why are we learning this right now? I have no idea where to apply it to. And that's why also, I don't know, I don't understand where it's coming from. And I think that might also be a point where, where we could start out. Um, in the sense of okay, see here are a handful of problems that you might solve in the future, might want to solve in the future in your everyday life on your tax report or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, now we kind of try to discover the method that lets you figure out uh, the solution to all those problems. <laughs> Obviously, you need to invest a little more effort as a teacher, but yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's it's a little more than just rephrasing stuff there yeah there will be a lot of effort needed from you know teachers and basically the whole system to kind of change the approach of how mathematics is teached is taught yeah, in English. yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry yeah i guess uh, your english teacher wasn't yeah, yeah I wasn't happy. <laughs> even though we had the same teacher for five years or so <laughs> but well no, um man. No, I teach of the last two years just listened to this and decided to give me a lower grade. <laughs> oh, um, and now your A-levels is actually like, <laughs> you didn't pass, you're actually not accepted yeah, to university. No, now. I, yeah, exactly. I can forget my acceptance from TU. can forget it. Oh, I'm going yeah, to be, yeah. a, I'm gonna be a, a failure. <laughs> 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 Anyways... Like my number um, one advice for teachers, like if we're already talking about that too, or for someone giving a talk about anything, is be motivated about the topic you talk about. Definitely. Because every everything else will follow. For sure. Do you do you remember those times in the classroom where even the teacher <laughs> thought it was a boring topic and and yeah. it, it was reflected in in their voice and how they talked and how they taught <laughs> how how is a student supposed to be motivated from that man exactly even if the teacher doesn't manage if they don't even see it, where where this might be going <laughs> so yeah that that's basically my number one advice number two advice is take a Take a ref, uh, rhetorics uh, seminar or something, or however, however it is, it's called, like in English. Yeah, yeah, rhetorical whatever, public speaking seminar. Public speaking, yes, for sure. Yeah, it really helps out. Um, and let's yeah, go. I agree. On. Let's go. On. Actually, now that I've been looking through my list while you were talking, I stumbled upon. A quote I think I read in a newsletter, if I'm not mistaken, which states that anytime a person is speaking to a group of people in any context, the speaker has a duty and an obligation to be entertaining. 
And, you know, obviously, if you're talking about uh, how you've cured cancer, you don't have to put on a show with lights and fire and all that. It's just about, as Ilya said, the way you, you speak and kind <laughs> of musical. Letting, exactly kind of showing that you're passionate about it and how it's important to the world how you are contributing or in a more high school related context maybe how this information that the students have to learn is actually really helpful and can really change their lives for the better or you know stuff like that it's just don't don't be fucking boring because nobody's gonna listen to you i mean seriously <laughs> Yeah, totally agree, man. Totally agree. <laughs> We're so boring right now. <laughs> um, yeah. What? It's what about? Uh, what about pulling a question now? Pulling a question. The episode again, right? Let's see. Yeah. Wait. Yes. How far are we? To yeah. Wrap it yeah. Up, sure. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Random number generator. <laughs> right. Man, you over-engineered the uh, question selection process already, man. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <sighs> okay, that's a stupid one. Um, oh, okay. That's an interesting one. Would civilization be better off if the internet had never been created? Whew. that's a nice one man you need to be a political scientist or something to answer it effectively i suppose <laughs> sure but let's just give our naive I, youngster opinion i think it would be it would be of worse yeah in my naive youngster uh, thoughts why is that because um through the enabled communication the world becomes more globalized, more interconnected, and conflicts, at least in the sense of physical violence, um, between like the, the, the big nations, the big uh, nuclear nations, um, is very less likely because overall the world just becomes more globalized, interdependent, and if you attack another country, then you'll lose out a lot on a lot of supply chains and it's just not worth it. Also, like the people in your, your country are very much not in favor of it because their life quality might uh, significantly drop if they lose out on the internet <laughs> because of war or something. That was a random mess of thoughts right now, but I think, yeah, that that's my answer. Mm -hmm. War is less I mean, likely and that's... Uh, a big pro for civilization right yeah yeah for sure i mean i agree i mean obviously um needless to say that the internet has brought a lot of problems as well but overall if you do a uh, how how they call it a, like a list of advantages and disadvantages and kind of a cost benefit analysis or something. right a cost benefit <laughs> analysis uh you're gonna realize that actually overall consultant in me speaking internet, <laughs> <laughs> that overall the internet has actually proven itself to be more helpful than harmful in most cases obviously mm -hmm. not trying to generalize here but um i think we as human beings not getting philosophical have a tendency Oof. to see uh, to see the problems rather than all the solutions that have uh, to see the current problems rather than all the problems that have already been solved and mm -hmm. it's very easy to kind of say yeah but the internet brought along social media and now everyone is depressed and everyone's addicted to their phones and all that i mean sure of course but even with social media, there are a lot of upsides and a lot of advantages. And it has opened a ton of opportunities mm -hmm. for people, not only to make money, but also to um, maybe turn their passion into a um, you know, full-time job. Or um, maybe some people met a relative they thought uh, was dead after 20 years or whatever. You know, there are a lot of upsides to those new yeah, technologies. Yeah. And 
generally people are afraid of new things which of course is understandable um but that's a flight or fight response <laughs> exactly but all i would say that civilization has gotten better as you mm -hmm. also said while no, still yeah, no, not you ignoring were... all the downsides yeah you you were talking about the very personal aspects of it right now there are like also the uh, on a national context um, it's very important like industry 4.0 to throw that out big data blah yeah. blah um <laughs> because uh, all of our supply chains became so much more effective and uh, regulated just because we could communicate over the whole world in a matter of seconds and living standards are rising drastically due to that yeah to technology and yeah um so i'm very much in favor of it obviously it could turn uh, south very quickly as well like um with all the technical development ais blah blah or china um <laughs> china surveillance you know so we'll yeah, we still have sure. to be careful in the future but uh, in the moment i think yeah if we integrate about the benefits or detriments of the internet, I, I think we get out a positive number. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the nerd talking. <laughs> yes. No, I'm yes. just kidding, man. But yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think the internet was a great invention and now it's kind of up to us what we actually do with it and where it leads to. And obviously there are some current advancements and changes in the, the industry that uh, seem rather unsettling but we'll see how we manage that i mean i'm sure there's going to be some major uh let's say some major problems coming uh, related to the internet and data and ai and all that but you know humans are actually pretty resilient i think we'll manage it Maybe not in the most glorious fashion, but I hope we do. I'm World War Three. <laughs> optimism. I'm still optimistic. optimistic. <laughs> we'll see. We'll be okay. the lucky ones to witness it. Nice. Probably. Okay. Okay. I got a question as well. <laughs> and it's so shitty, man. No. What if aliens invade our planet and they're really hot? <laughs> <laughs> well, date them and make alien human babies. Obviously. I mean, what, what, nice. what kind of question is that even? <laughs> I don't know. What, what would we do? I mean, it depends it's on the what they actually... Ever. I mean, it depends on what, why the aliens are coming, you know, what their intentions are. Because if they're coming to mm. take over the world and to enslave us, then it's not going to help that they're hot unless you have, like, this weird kink where you like to be, like, commanded. Yes, yes, I just want to say, man. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you, unless you have that, it's going to be very beneficial unpleasant. To have a hot alien around you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going to be very unpleasant. Oh, my gosh. But if they're just coming, yeah. But thinking about the film industry, they're always depicted. Yeah, they but thinking about like the film industry, they're always depicted as those random green dudes, which are disgusting. Yeah, I mean, if they were hot, and that would be their actual form, because if they can just kind of change their appearance on command, and actually they are those slimy, ugly green aliens, then no. But if they're like actually hot. I'll be like, hey, uh, alien baby, what what do you say? We could oh make, shit, <laughs> we could no, we could didn't. create a new species of human alien, whatever mixture thing. <laughs> how, how are they called? How how's it called when two species mix? Um, There's like a name for it, man. A more scientific one. Yes, yes, I know, I know. Like a mule, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. There was a more scientific... A hybrid, right? Hybrid, yes. Yeah, yeah. A hybrid, yeah. A Let's chimera. make a human-alien <laughs> hybrid. Um, I mean, 
if they were mm. just coming to visit that or will to be like a mirror yeah i mean if they were just coming to visit in their hut it would be like hey cool there's still hope for some guys out there <laughs> yes i don't know yeah. <laughs> that's a weird question <laughs> oof, oof. there would be a whole new section of pornhub <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Aren't well, there enough? Are maybe there enough, I think man? so. God. Okay. I think we can wrap it up with that. Yeah. With those sure. words. With <laughs> <laughs> alien porn. God. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, one of the moments that make yeah. it into the re yearly review, right? Yeah, and the compilation. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, what, what did we learn today? Then I think overall we could say that having a second brain is one of the best things you can do for yourself and your productivity and all that. If you care about that stuff, um, just having a digital system where you put your ideas and thoughts and notes and goals and all that, and a system you can trust, so you have space in your brain to come up with ideas rather than storing them. Be the processor, not the hard drive, as Elias likes to say. Yes. Um, other than that, yeah, we've talked about a lot of stuff from taking life less seriously to um, how mathematics or how a lot of things in life can be explained with mathematics and physics and all that. Mm. And how Personal Elias is a real nerd at parties. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> just joking man but yeah, right. oh, and oh, about well. alien human yeah. hybrids if aliens were to be really hot which i doubt but <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll get to see that as well who knows mm. right okay man then i guess that's it right <laughs> that's it let's wrap it up so guys thank you so much for listening as always i hope you enjoyed it as much as we did and you know share it with your friends family pets whatever uh, leave a review a like subscribe comment any suggestions you can send us via email and yeah i hope you tune in for next week bye bye